matchup was going Official to be 185 there. Rescheduled with Julian Marquez because they were matched up in February. However, he was matched up with Roman in November, so he knew both opponent possibilities really well. He feels prepared for this one. Roman deletes it. I love watching this guy fight. I, I just wish, I've been saying it for a long time, I wish he'd use his jiu-jitsu a little bit more. He did in his last fight. Now we got to start working on finishes. 9-1, 3-1 in the UFC. Should be an incredible matchup. respects the game. He's got tremendous power. Seven weight, 185 pounds. 185 pounds. Seven KOs. Seven first round finishes. This is going to be a banger. I did ask Jerron if our buddy DC still shows up at the gym. He said, well, you know, with the shows and the kids and the coaching. <laughs> and the, he covered for his homie right there because DC basically has not been showing up. We know this. Eddie Wineland takes on Cody Stamen. First to the scale, Cody the Spartan Stamen. Man, Cody Stamen has had, it's, it's kind of a tale of two careers. He burst onto the scene. He's one of the hottest prospects in the division. He's struggling a little bit now, but I like what he was talking about all week long of just trying to get his confidence back and, and really just trying to take it one fight at a time. I think before he was getting a little bit wrapped up. Getting a little bit wrapped up into the some of the sauce and the things that people are saying. I'm excited to see if he can get back on track. And we talked about that old school mentality. Eddie Wineland embodies that. He's a true veteran. He had his first fight almost 20 years ago. He's training with the Wisniewski brothers back in Indiana. That's the name you probably heard in a while. He was the first WEC Bantamweight champion. This boy's been around forever. For Eddie Wineland. Maria Oliveira takes on Gloria De Paula. First to the scale, Gloria De Paula. 
Well, Gloria comes into this fight after a victory in her last one over Belveda. So she's one and two in the UFC right now. You know, she started as a Muay Thai fighter back in 2013, switched to MMA in 2015. She said, actually, the catalyst for that was seeing Ronda Rousey and Betch Cohea after she saw those two ladies fight. She said, you know, I think I actually want to mix it up and get into some MMA. We will see her against her countrywoman, another Brazilian, on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, Chicago looking for her second UFC victory. You mentioned Maria Oliveira also hails from Brazil. She's got seven knockouts to her name. Her nickname is Spider Girl because the people in the gym thought she really emulated Anderson Silva, which is not a bad nickname to get. But guys, I have to tell you this really quick story. She saw that there's this pop star named Anita, who's a Brazilian pop star that she loves. She saw she was having a birthday party in Vegas. She used social media clues to find out where she ended up sneaking in. And then Anita was like, who was this really cool girl? She put out a message on her social media saying, who was the mystery girl? Now they're friends and she got like 100,000 more followers because of it. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Mundy for that article. More on ESPN.com if you want to read about it. Pays to be a creep, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we're in the featherweight division. Ricardo Hamos takes on Danny Chavez. First to the scale, the Colombian warrior, Danny Chavez. Danny Chavez, I, I was really impressed with a, a lot of his honesty. You know, he's won one and one in the UFC and, and, and really feels like his job is on the line. And I think a lot of times that translates to excitement. I think he put the hard work in. I think it's it's a motivating factor moving into these fights. And I think he's got, a, I, th I think his potential is high. I think he's got a really high ceiling. He just needs the opportunity to show it. And I think Saturday night he's going to be able to show it. Now I was with Dana in Bangor, Maine when they signed this kid on looking for a fight. Dana actually showed up to look at the other guy. He comes out there and chokes him out, gets the deal himself, and had and had, now has an established career in the UFC. Seven wins by submission, a 76% finishing rate, won seven of his last 10 fights, this kid's a fight. Glad to say he's a member of the Looking For a Fight squad. You guys have gang sign, hand signs? Yeah, we got little gang signs. They say L-F-A-F. You look at you. You are always looking for a fight. You better watch out walking around town in that outfit. You're going to look for a fight yourself. First to the scale, Jeremiah Wells. Well, there has been a lot of success recently for Philadelphia fighters. So I asked Jeremiah Wells about that this week, and he said, you know, the secret is that we're a family. There is a bond that is undeniable between himself and his teammates, but also their coaches. He said, even when there's an absence, we still work so hard as a team. Four is the magic number for him. Four first round finishes, four wins by knockout, four by submission, and a four fight win streak. Man, uh, Saturday night's gonna be the night of the OGs. Court McGee's not only one of my favorite fighters, one of my one of the my most favorite people to be around. Your babysitter? He, he could be. 37 <laughs> years old. Some back-to-back -back wins. You know, his last win over Ramiz Brahima. I mean, what an incredible performance over a young up-and-comer. Uh, Court McGee just, you know, is he gonna turn back another young up-and-coming? Dangerous guy. Uh, what an incredible story. Jasmine Gazdavisius takes on Natalia Silva. First to the scale, Natalia Silva. Twelve and five, making her UFC debut. We're looking at the former Jungle Fight flyweight champion in an organization down in Brazil. But check this out. She's got. She's won her last six fights. 
five of them by armbar. That means if she gets you on the ground, you better protect your armor. She's going home with that. Her other win was by rear naked choke. This girl's a specialist on the ground. When she gets you down, be careful. Don't blink because she is quick. Official weight, 125 and a half for Natalia Silva. And her opponent, Jasmine Jazdavicius. Well, Jasmine Jazdavidius really impressed on Dana White's Contender Series. But I, there's an interesting story that she shared with UFC.com. Her friend told her, hey, if you ever get into the UFC, I will get a tattoo of your face on my body. And so she didn't make her pay up after the Contender Series fight. However, after she had her successful UFC debut, her friend actually got the ink of her face on her body, which is kind of amazing <laughs> and terrifying all at the same time. But she said she was happy with her first out in the octagon. But she said that she really wants to go out there and I quote, to swing and bang. Also looking to be known as the female GSP. Oh, uh oh. GSP never did that. <laughs> oh, I wish you would have done I should say in terms of name, yeah, they did. <laughs> I should really edit myself there. She's fired up. Our featured prelim is in the bantamweight division. Adrian Yanez takes on Tony Kelly. First to the scale, Tony, prime time. Tony Kelly, three first-round finishes, three wins by KO, three wins by submission. I guess was, we, got, we got the number four, the number three for him, 75% uh, finish rate. Listen, he had a fantastic performance in his last outing versus Randy Costa. Uh, it sounds like he's, he's really recovered from that shoulder surgery. He's got a nasty jab. We're excited for Tony Kelly. All right, well, Adrian Yanez, in my opinion, is can't miss TV. I believe he will have a number next to his name very soon, but he is 4-0 in the UFC and has earned a bonus with every single outing. He has some of the most fun fights in the organization. However, this is a guy who also has just the mental toughness that you need to compete inside the octagon and be a great person outside of competition as well. He's lost his father and his coach, and he has continued to pursue the dream that they have, which is to become a UFC champion, obviously. So you got this one. And I know we have legends on this card. This boy is the future. You have to watch Adrian Oh, I, I love watching him. Tony Kelly actually just told me backstage he was upset about missing weight because he believes this will win a bonus and it makes him ineligible. We should say for some context, uh, Tony Kelly was in a little bit of a brouhaha when he was in the corner of Andrea KGB Lee and some things went on uh, after that fight. And so let's just say there's some amps, extra amps around that fight. It starts in the middleweight division. Julian Marquez takes on Gregory Rodriguez. First to the scale, Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez. I first saw this dude in Sanford. I walked in the gym. I said, oh, look, there's an old dude in there like me. And then I realized he was 27 years old. I said, God, no. But this boy can fight. He knocks people out. He knocked out Julian Clark last October. He KO'd Josh Graham in the LFA. Won four of his last fights. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. This boy can bang. Look out for him. The Cuban missile crisis. I know. I'm silly. I'm silly. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, his opponent is Julian Marquez. 
and he has been disc golfing all week long. Apparently that's a big thing that he's been into for a while. I know that he was into pickleball last year, but disc golf it is right now. This is his first appearance since April of 2021, and he said he was running his body ragged. He kind of likened it to a car without an oil change for years, and he said, I just needed a break. Gold is still the goal, however, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder here. He feels like maybe Gregory Rodriguez is not giving him the respect he deserves as an opponent. Dean, I thought you were going to comment on how people call him Obama. Jamir Ismagulov takes on Gurom Kuchitalaze. First of the scale, the Georgian Viking, Gurom Kuchitalaze. Yet Gurom Kuchitalaze, Kuchitalaze. I knew I was going to have a hard time saying that, but he's one of them Georgia fighters like Giga and Marab. And I was like, yo, Atlanta got it like that. Then I realized that ain't talking about that Georgia. But these boys come all the way over here from East Europe, and they are banging. He came over, beat Mateo's Gamrot. He's got strong kicks. I'm, this guy's going to have a number next to his name, so I promise you that. And his opponent, Jamir Kazak, is Makula. Man, Dean, I had, a, I had a lot of fun breaking this guy down, preparing for this event. Watching him fight is magical. 18 fight win streak, 23 and 1, he's 4 0 in the UFC. He's got wins with Joel Alvarez, Tiago Moises, Javier Alves. I mean, this guy is good. He's 31 years old. Uh, he's a little bit quiet, though. He kind of he slides under the radar, but if you really pay attention, this is, this is one of the hottest prospects in the entire division. This guy is really, really good. This is probably the fight I'm looking forward to most on the entire card. Great matchup. Up next, we're in the middleweight division. Joaquin Buckley takes on Albert Durayev. First to the scale, Albert Durayev. Well, Albert Durayev actually used to train with Joaquin Buckley. So when he talked about that experience, he obviously is very confident because he said, I think this fight will be very easy said he doesn't expect any challenges. He said this during his media day. In fact, he's making plans for his future already. Official weight 185 Saying, yeah, I just want two weeks off and then I want to fight on July 2nd. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he certainly feels like he has a clear path to victory. Joaquin Buckley, listen, I, I've been, I, you know, I've been gassing this guy up talking about how we've seen some evolution in his game. He's starting to wrestle a little bit. He's fighting smarter. And he got mad at me, Dean, for telling him that. Like, I was <laughs> pretending he was afraid to strike. That's not it at all. I, I, I'm really looking forward to see how he's going to continue to evolve. Uh, obviously, he's got crazy knockout power. He's an athlete. He's got that crazy spinning back kick knockout. Uh, on Fight Island. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. He's fast, he's powerful, uh, and mad at me. <laughs> I don't know if they're playing to the crowd or if people are just generally feeling extra chippy, but. I love it when they do this. It's always exciting, right? Yeah, I know, I Especially love it. Especially when they know each other, they used to be training partners. Takes on Kevin Holland. First of the scale, fighting out of Texas. The Trailblazer, Kevin Holland. OK, the thing about Kevin Holland as he just eats up the fan love that he gets here is that sometimes we see him as a big personality and a boisterous guy, so maybe we're not giving him the credit he believes he is due as a mixed martial artist. But this is a guy who takes his training very, very seriously in every aspect of the game. He's cleaned up his diet for this one, so he's been way more disciplined in terms of his nutrition, which made for a good weight cut.
Well, here comes Tim Means. He will be looking for his 33rd professional victory. Of course, his nickname is The Dirty Bird, which originated from a bad haircut. But listen, he said he's not really too worried about Kevin Holland talking during the fight because he said Bobby Green tried the same thing, and we all know how that fight ended up. Uh, that was a Tim Means victory, so he is not too worried about Kevin Holland on fight night. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, we will real fun. <laughs> see you backstage as we continue on. Cowboy Cerrone takes on Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon is dealing with some cramps. He will not be on stage today, but the fight will go on. And for the fans in Texas, we had to bring out the Cowboy. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So yes, here is Cowboy Cerrone. He will be making the walk for his 38th UFC fight. I mean, there, there's all superlatives when we talk about Cowboy Cerrone. They just don't make him like this anymore. You know, he was really upset about having to withdraw the day of the fight last time when he and Joe were supposed to meet. He was violently ill, said he also had vertigo, was so thankful that Joe was okay with moving the date and keeping this fight intact because he definitely wanted to fight another legend. And ladies and gentlemen, now it is time to take a closer look at the two men that will clash in our main event. You know, my journey to get to where I am is, uh, it's been hard, but I love it. You know, I literally wouldn't have it any other way because it also made me that much stronger mentally, physically, and it's gonna be that much sweeter when I get to the top. Tore up his knee. Hundreds of hours of rehab. Spatial fractures. He's healthy now as he tries to make up for lost time. I have this unbreakable will. I'm never gonna stop. I feel like everything's led me to this moment. You know, I feel like I've been working my entire life to get to where I'm at, and my goal is to be a world champion. I will be a world champion. I feel like I'm one of the most powerful and explosive fighters in the featherweight division. Time after time, this man goes out there and just puts a beating on his opponents like they've never experienced. Emmett is such a gorilla. My goodness, the sound those punches make. When he connects, it's absolutely sickening. We have seen world-class opponents just crumble. Down and out goes Lomas! Oh my goodness! Emmett! My next fight is against Calvin Cater. He's going to be one of the toughest tests that I've had to date, but I know I'm going to be his toughest fight as well. Oh, my goodness. Every time I step in there, it's with killers, and I go all in. Which killer that is, you know, so be it. At the end of the day, they're all a target moving in my direction. If you want a dog fight, you call Calvin Cater. He's that kind of a dog. He's that gritty. He's that just momentous in his walk forward to put hands on you. Big elbow! Oh, oh, elbow. oh my Huge gosh! Shots. You know, when the goal gets tough, it's like I dig deep and, and I push through. I've always known I have that in me. I don't prefer to show it, obviously, but nothing's more important to me than chasing the other side of a win. I'm uh, trying to get that win money, trying to change my life, and every time I step in there, there's an opportunity to do that. Oh! Cater landed a Boston bomb tonight! I know he has a solid chin and he's super durable, but I've also fought a lot of people that have never been knocked out, people that have never been dropped, and I was the first one to do that to him. It's no secret, Emmett's a, a big, powerful puncher, a lot of movement, 
and I know how hungry he is. He's out trying to make his claim, but I think I'm a bad matchup for everybody, and I'm trying to put him on a performance for people to remember. I'm trying to put him away. That is it, Calvin Cater! Cater's coming off a spectacular performance. He's ranked number four. I'm on a four-fight win streak. I feel like this is the fight that's going to get me to the title, and I'm willing to go through anything to get my hand raised. There will be no stopping me. First to the scale in our main event, seventh ranked featherweight contender from Sacramento, California, Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett, what, what a powerhouse this guy is. He has dynamite in both hands. Uh, in my opinion, he's got the cardio to go five rounds really hard. I, and I really think that he's going to push Calvin Cater to his absolute limits. I think this fight is going to be a battle of attrition and everything. That Josh Emmett has gone through. I think he's readied him for this moment. And his opponent, fourth ranked featherweight contender, representing Methuen, Massachusetts, Calvin Cater. Well, Calvin is such a clean technician. This boy goes out there, he's got hands, he's got elbows, he can do it all. But then the one thing he didn't realize that he did have was the toughness. When you watch a fight back Holloway, you're thinking, like, man, when's this guy going to go away? Official weight, 146 pounds. And he never did. He never did. <laughs> what he's talked about is having an incredibly competitive spirit. So he just likes to compete. Tomorrow night, first Josh Emmett. Josh, it's been since the summer of 2020 since we've seen you. You come back from a knee injury. What do you expect tomorrow night? Man, there's going to be fireworks. Austin, you guys are in for something special. You're going to see the most dominant version of myself, and that's for sure. Impressive highlight reel. We'll see if you add to it tomorrow night. Best of luck. Josh Emmett, ladies and gentlemen. On the other side, top five contender Calvin Cater. Calvin, you started the year with an impressive performance. How do you plan to follow it up tomorrow? Hey, it's no secret. You know, people aren't here to watch. Uh, they ain't here for the shit talk. They're here for the knockouts. And uh, Austin, Texas, you're in for a fun one tomorrow night. I think Texas is going to love both of these guys. Calvin, good luck tomorrow night. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you right here at the Moody Center tomorrow night. Thanks for coming out. All right, that is it for the fighters on the scale. Thank you, Brendan. And here's a chance for you guys to get to know a little bit more about Calvin Cater.